This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. PSG needed to deliver and deliver. They did 3-2 against Bayern Munich. What a game. And Chelsea, 2-0 against Porto, all to play for in the second leg, but Chelsea are looking good. Thomas Tuchel, happy. We got Jimmy Conrad, Champions League. Wednesday recap begins right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kego Lasso Champions League. Wednesday recap. Another great evening of the beautiful game. Jimmy Conrad, wow. PSG, 3-2 against Bayern. And just like Billy Madison, I'm the smartest man alive. I guessed it, Jimmy. I thought I was crazy. So did my family. But hey, guess what? <laughs> Who's the winner now? Obviously, they were talking about something else, not football related. But hey, PSG 3-2 against Bayern, Jimmy. What a game. I bow down to your greatness, Luis. You did call it. Me and JJ were both like, is something wrong with Luis today? <laughs> did he, What did he have? From from this morning, did he see? Did he eat? Did he sleep well? But no, I mean, fair play to you. And when I saw the lineup come out, and Mbappe was going to be the nine, and they had Draxler come in, who's an excellent passer of the ball, along with Di Maria and Neymar. And the way that Bayern likes to play, which is a very high line, which is very risky when you don't have very fast center backs, I thought for sure this could lend itself to Mbappe scoring. I also predicted, so I don't know if I'm the second smartest man in the world here, but. I said that Mbappe was going to score first. And what was you even did. Better, William it was Hill, a good one. It was good. William Hill had the boost. So it was started at plus 450, but William Hill gave that a boost to plus 600. So if you got to bet that, what the boost, you're you're loving life right now. You know, so, Jimmy, basically, Kego Lasso is the place to be. Because if, if you want it, like it you got Jimmy with the easy money every time. And then every now and again, I get a golden goose out of uh, my. It was unbelievable. Time. I will say, though, this quarterfinal in particular was an incredible advertisement for why the Champions League is so special. Yep. The game was, it wasn't necessarily back and forth because Bayern Munich had 31 shots, by the way, to, to PSG six. But PSG had five of those six on goal, which three of them were goals. So they were very efficient in, in their movements and their counterattacks uh, going forward. And once the game got to 2-2, my other suggestion to you guys to consider wager-wise was that Bayern was going to go down, which they did, and they would come back to win or draw. They got it to 2-2, and I was like, I am nailing all my bets today. And then I just don't understand tactically what happens here. It's 2-2. You fought back against a very good and courageous PSG team where Navas is making great saves. Guys are flying all over the box. They got like eight guys in the box trying to block every single shot. There was no space for PSG at that point. But when you do that, you leave yourself vulnerable to the counter. And Mbappe is one of the best in the world with that type of space. And 1v1 against Boateng. Listen, we've already seen, we, we, he left his ankles against Messi a couple of Champions Leagues ago, right? I mean, Boateng's not the same guy. I think he's been a terrific servant for the club and obviously a World Cup winner and, and his career is is pretty unparalleled for most defenders to ever play the game. That said, he's not the same Boateng and Mbappe 1v1 is going to be lights out. And, and I just, I wonder with those tactics at that time, 
You fought back really hard to get back to 2-2. Maybe just, you know, be a little bit more conservative. Try to pick your spots. But if it's in your DNA, it's in your DNA. You're going to go forward and try to make the most of it. And they, let's be honest, I think Bayern deserved more than the 3-2 result. Maybe a 3-3 would have been fair. And I would have hit my bet. I would have been happy too, but... Well, and there was a questionable penalty call, right, too, as well. Yeah, what just an incredible game overall. I like that referee that's 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 uh, calling that game. I don't know his name, but uh, he's very familiar, and he, he's a good referee. So I, I didn't mind that he didn't call any penalties or anything on, on some of the stuff that was, you know, kind of flimsy. You know, it's a bit of a – you're hoping you get that call as opposed to it being concrete that, of course, it's going to be a call to pen. Yeah, but what you said earlier, uh, right on point. It's a perfect advertisement for the Champions League. It's exactly what you want. Two giants of the game just going at each other. Um, and, you know, like you said, it's it, it was just one of those days where PSG just had that little bit extra. And honestly, I mean, you know, joking aside, the, the reason why I thought a high-scoring game was two because there's just too much firepower, even without Lewandowski. Mm -hmm. But the other thing was, Um, the narrative was pretty much what we predicted. It was going to be Bayern Munich dominating in almost every statistic, possession weight, goals, of course, uh, sorry, shots on target, shots off target, all of that. But Pochettino doesn't care about that. He just wants to hit you when he can. And when you have Kylian Mbappé, Neymar, Di Maria, um, you know, things are going to happen. And, and that's pretty much what happened. And I think they were, funnily enough, Hansi Flick, You know, he, he checked himself. He was like, Alfonso Davis should have started this game because, like, we need to retrieve this ball as fast as possible. And he saw that and he did it, uh, maybe a little too late. But uh, to your point, Bayern looked like they were going to equalize once again towards the end. But PSG mm -hmm. held on and, and and a very good win in, in what seemed like uh, Antarctica uh, at some point in that, in that game. <laughs> it was just crazy. <laughs> it was a crazy game. And I thought that because Kylian Mbappe scored so early, two minutes into the game, it looked like Bayern weren't settled to start. It looked, they looked a little nervy, a little unsure of themselves. Their passing maybe wasn't as crisp to start. Whereas maybe because they knew they were going to have a lot of possession or maybe they didn't know that yet. But, but I just thought PSG was ready to go right from the, from the first whistle. I thought Neymar was excellent to assists uh, on the first two goals. You know, he's all obviously someone who's highly emotional and, and JJ yeah. came on here and said, you know, domestically, They just poke and prod them a little bit more, and the referees let the other teams get away with that. The Champions League in, in, in Europe, it, he seems to be a little bit more level-headed, and, man, he was he was good today as well. So I wanted to give a shout-out to Neymar, who who I thought played within himself, which he doesn't do very often, and I thought that was a very good performance. That said, if Robert Lewandowski would have played this game, I think it would have been 5-3. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. I, I, he just – Chupa Moting just – He, he Give just, him a little not, credit, though. He got the he, goal, the first goal. He did goal. get a goal. I'm he not going to take away from that. But but he had so many other opportunities that I think if they fell to Robert Lewandowski, he just knows what to do a little bit more or or has an idea what he wants to do. Sometimes I feel like Chupa Moting hasn't made up his mind until the ball gets to him, whereas Lewandowski's already made up his mind. He knows exactly what he's going to do in that situation. And that's yeah. the difference between being very good and being world-class, right? And then when I watched Leroy Sané, the number 10, I could watch this game over and over and over, by the way. If you guys haven't seen this game and you're just listening to us recall what happened, there, there are a few live sports. First of all, why? <laughs> but, but there are a few games that I would, wouldn't want. I, I want, have to see sports live, right? But for this one in particular, I would go back and watch because there's just so much to unpack there from both sides in terms of tactics and all that. And I, don't, I just think it would be worth watching. But with Leroy Sané, there's a reason why Pep Guardiola let him go. From Man City, yeah, maybe he was pushing for a move to get back to Germany, and and he wanted to play for Bayern, and and whatever. But 
I just don't think Pep allows a player like his quality to go if there wasn't something missing in his game. And I can see it now a lot more clearly. He gets himself in great spots, but he he lacks that final decision. He doesn't, or he doesn't have that killer instinct. Like I've got here, now I'm gonna crush your souls and put it top corner. Like he misses. There's something missing in Leroy Sani's game. I've never been able to put my finger on it. But if he had a little bit more of that, that I'm gonna crush you vibe to him, he just seems like a really nice guy. If he just had a little bit of that, I feel like. He'd be, he'd be so much more dominant, but because he lets teams off the hook or what, I don't know. It's really interesting, this game. I can't, there's there's one piece that's missing for him to really hit that stratosphere and to be com- compared with Mbappe and, and Holland, but he's still one off of that because he, he's missing. So I don't know if you see, feel, feel the same way. No, I do. Uh, I was actually going to try and help you there because I, I, I actually think the same thing. I think he's just naturally a winger, naturally a creator. Like, I think it stops with the killer instinct. And somebody, you mentioned Lewandowski missing. I told you who else was missing. If you're not watching on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Sergio Gnabry was, uh, you know, he has that. He has that killer instinct. And there were many moments when, you know, you could just picture Gnabry like cutting inside and just going off and, and, and taking that shot that you said Leroy Sané uh, was missing. He's a great player, right? But yeah, absolutely true. And it's why Guardiola probably risked it a little more on Riyad Mahrez, who's probably a little bit more comfortable uh, getting those goals. But hey, listen, w- w- like you said, you have to go back and look at this again because it was a very, very good game, uh, very open and two in a way, distinctive cultures just going up against each other um, and managers trying to correct themselves during the game. Um, I, you know, Kylian Mbappé is just, oh my God. I mean, you know, we've, we've, we've already talked about it, but really, honestly, it was just a collect- definitely at the beginning, the collective trio unity between the Maria, Neymar and Mbappé that really caused a lot of damage uh, to Bayern. But again, second leg, I'm imagining again, another golfist. I think that there's no chance because Bayern has to obviously, you know, look for goals and PSG, Pochettino, they don't know how to keep a stalemate like a light arrow. They're going to want to go for it. They're going to want to go for it as well. I think we'll see a lot of the same tactics from PSG because they have the lead and they're so good at counterattacking and counterpunching. And it's going to force more frustration, I think, and, and allow Mbappe to be isolated again with some center backs that he's just faster than, and, and he's just better than, you know, and it's not, it's not always just speed. It's also speed of thought. And uh, Mbappe's got that in spades and, and uh, had a hat trick in the first leg against Barcelona at the camp. Now had a brace today uh, at the Allianz arena. Uh, it's, it's, it's really impressive what he's putting together and, and he's a very special player and, I'm sure we've had conversations before and and we'll probably have them after this as well. You didn't know who was going to replace Messi and Ronaldo. And it's really starting to emerge that Mbappe, Haaland uh, are just two of the names that we're going to be treated to as very, very uh, special players. And, And I'm excited about the future. Yep, absolutely. All right, let me ask you one final question before we move on about this game. Uh, you know, as we look ahead to the second leg, has your mind changed on who's going through? Well... No, I, I'm on the fence still. I, I feel like Bayern, because of what they put together, 31 shots is no joke. 65% possession, 15 corner kicks. I mean, there was only one team that was no, really yeah, trying to push the speaking, game. Yeah, they dominated. Yeah. Yes, and if they can score that first goal, then that puts a lot of pressure on PSG. And, and that next goal, I think, is going to determine who wins 
the draw. I think it's still a coin flip, even though PSG have those three away goals. I still think it's a coin flip. I think there'll be some adjustments. This is Hansi Flick's first loss as a manager in the Champions League. That's crazy. I, I, yeah, I think uh, in 17 games. So I think he's going to make some adjustments, look at a few things. If Serge Gnabry's back, obviously that'll make a big difference and maybe give them a little bit more of a killer instinct up top. No disrespect to Chupamotin or Leroy Sané, who, who were both very good today, but... I just feel like who they're being compared to Lewandowski and Nabry, maybe he's a little unfair to them because those guys seem to deliver a little bit more consistently. I thought Thomas Muller was good today too. I mean, Kimmich Goretzka was a, maybe a little bit off of it today, but, but you know, but again, it, that was more tactically because Hansi Flick knew that he needed to retrieve the ball when they lost possession and that's sure, why it, sure. they just didn't have enough. But yeah, to your point, absolutely. And by the way, Berratti maybe, you know, coming back. He might be back too. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of options and, and, you know, Marquinhos got hurt, who had scored, and yeah. that's a big you know, loss. It's yeah, a big definitely. loss. We'll see if he's ready next week as well. I don't know. There's a lot of question marks. I still think the whole thing's wide open, and I love that because hopefully that means more goals. Absolutely. Well, if you have any comments or questions ahead of the second leg, Jimmy Conrad, LMHAI, and Kegolazo Pod on Twitter. Hey, and leave a question on Apple Podcast too, if you want to, by the way. That's a good way. We're reading so many good comments. We love it. Just keep it growing. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Thomas Tuchel got some of his mojo back with Chelsea uh, against uh, the Portuguese side, Porto. We'll be right back after this. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back, everybody. Que golazo. Wednesday, Champions League recap. Uh, Jimmy Conrad, Chelsea needed something after last weekend losing to West Brom 5-2. Yes, I said 5-2 to West Brom. <laughs> and they faced Porto and uh, they won 2-0. Um, a solid victory away from home against the Portuguese side, Jimmy Conrad. Uh, what did you make of it? Well, first and foremost, let's start with my betting. I thought Pepe was going to get a yellow card. He didn't. Apologies to everybody. But I did tell you guys that Chelsea was going to win in under two and a half goals at plus, I think, 255. And that did hit. They won 2-0. I don't know if 2-0 was really the fair result. I actually thought Porto was very good in this. They gave up one chance in the first half. And Mason Mount turned it into a goal. That was their first shot they'd conceded in the whole half. Great goal. And it was a great goal, but against the run of play in a lot of different ways. I yeah. really thought that Porto, very similar to Borussia Dortmund yesterday against Manchester City, didn't look scared. Just went for it. And I love that type of swagger. Sometimes we see some of the quote-unquote smaller clubs come out and play defensive and and hope for things to happen, right? feels like Jose Mourinho-esque in some ways. Like, let's just hit him on the counter or whatever. And, and, and they just so one-sided. But this, this Porto team went after it. And this was without some of their better attacking players. So I was really impressed with them. It, it just was unfortunate because we could argue that the first two goals that they scored were defensive errors, right? The Porto defender, Mason Mount made a great turn, don't get me wrong. But the Porto defender doesn't need to dive in there. And then Tecatito, the Mexican international, makes a mistake. Uh, on the second goal, and then they get punished for it. And really, that that that's what makes the Champions League grow, so great, I feel like. You make a half mistake, and you get punished for it at this level. And, and it's a real thin line between success and failure. And Porto definitely deserved more out of this. 
maybe a 2-1, definitely a goal out of this. I thought they created more than enough chances to make that happen. But Chelsea, to your point before the commercial break, Thomas Tuchel kind of regained that magic, and he's back on the on the clean sheet streak again, you know? So fair play to them. They did dodge a few bullets. Mendy made a couple of good saves, and some defenders made some heroic plays. But, uh, yeah, Porto's going to feel pretty disappointed they didn't get something more out of that. At least at least the goal, right, to keep the second leg a little bit closer. Absolutely. I thought the first half Porto dominated. I mm-hmm. thought they looked creative. They looked good. They looked hungry. They wanted to attack. And the first goal, to your point, Mason Mount, they completely went against the run of play. A beautiful turn from Mason Mount. I've got to check if he has um, some South American in him. It was, <laughs> it was very, very nice. But statistically speaking, yeah, I mean, 12 shots for Porto. Uh, they didn't have as much possession, but that actually the pendulum was going the other way in the second half. And to your point about Tecatito's mistake, you know, Kevin De Bruyne showed it uh, as well on Tuesday. You you can't do that. You cannot do that in this in this type of environment. And, you know, he knows that. And unfortunately for him, it didn't go his way. And Chelsea took advantage and, you know, they looked more comfortable because the problem is when, when a two-hole side takes the lead, he's going to be very comfortable about, you know, maintaining that. Uh, at least for the foreseeable future in that game. And that's exactly what happened. And then you start adding, you know, players that are returning to the pitch, like N'Golo Kante, et cetera, and then it's going to be much, much harder. But I honestly, 2 nothing. it's still a lot to play for. I think Porto will come out and try and see what they can do, but they have to they have to get a goal in the first half in that second leg because otherwise they have, they have to score yeah. the first goal. I mean, it's very yeah. similar to oh, no, no. Yeah, PSG. it's over if Chelsea score again. If Chelsea scored the first goal in the second leg to make it 3-0 with the two away goals, I just don't see this Porto team scoring three. I, I just don't see it. Not not over 90 minutes against a Chelsea team that uh, that is as organized. I don't know. Maybe maybe if if Porto wear the West Brom jerseys, maybe they could put five against Chelsea. But but I just don't see it happening. I do want to give a shout out to Thomas Tuchel though for sitting his captain Thiago Silva. Thiago Silva hasn't been Thiago Silva this season consistently. That is almost too casual in some ways. And maybe he's lost a step. Whatever we could make a lot of different arguments as to you know new new league, new team, all these types of things, and 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 build some excuses for him. But I thought that's a bold call. You sit your captain in a very big game that you know you need to win. So and Thomas not only Tuchel, that, but it's Christensen. I mean, no, no offense to him. I, I know, for sure. Like, I mean, Thomas Tuchel doesn't care about your feelings. He yeah, just doesn't. Yeah. And, 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 and as much as I kind of give him a hard time for his pragmatism, I kind of like that he's that cutthroat. Like, you either do what I'm going to say, and you're disciplined, and you hold people accountable, and you do your job. And if you don't play to those expectations, you're out. I don't care yeah. if you're my captain. I don't care if you're Callum Hudson-Odoi that came on at halftime. I'm going to take you out 30 minutes later. I don't care if you're Tammy Abraham, Timo Werner, Christian Pulisic. I don't care. I'm going to play the guys that can do the job the best, and that's that. And, yeah, only Kante, I think he says, okay, you can come. No, I'm kidding. He's got a soft spot for Timo Werner as well. But, but you know, I think you have to have a soft spot for Timo Werner. He's, he's yes. had that kind of season. Somebody just, needs to. Somebody's got to have his back because if you stop playing yeah. him, then, then you might lose yeah. Timo Werner forever. So I get why he plays a little bit more. But quickly before you, uh, I forget this point. Uh, there were suspensions, uh, or there weren't uh, there weren't available players for Porto, so they, they'll be available for the sec- for the second leg, correct? So that that will be a major part of it as sure. well. Sure, but. I don't think it's going to be enough. I, I think you and I both know that Chelsea's going to go through and, and yeah, two uh, nothing's too much. Uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be a little bit too much. I think that they're just too organized. So fair play to Chelsea for for doing what they needed to do to get a result. That's a sign of a good team. 
which is pretty amazing. If Chelsea make it to the semifinals after everything that they've gone through, Frank Lampard leaving, of course, and then Thomas Tuchel taking over. But, you know, I remember us talking about Chelsea and I said that, you know, continentally speaking, they are a team that's made up for this type of tournament. So that's looking more and more like that. All right, well, that was it. That was our Champions League Wednesday recap. Jimmy Conrad always here with the fire. By the way, we have so much more, including Europa League preview. We have a ridiculous weekend preview. You better tune into this one. (laughs) El Clasico. And by the way, this weekend, weekend recap is our El Clasico recap, which is right after that game, after the Clasico, we're going to right be here talking about it as well. So there's a lot to talk about. Jimmy Conrad, always good having you, brother. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening, everybody. Everybody, I want to thank Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Kegolaso Pod. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. You can watch this episode on YouTube forward slash Kegolaso. We're on CBSports.com and so much more. We have, as I mentioned, so many more episodes to come. Make sure that you stay with us. Thank you for supporting this show. Have a great, great rest of your week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.